0: And now, before we officially begin this week's episode of the BoochCast, I have something very important that I need to discuss with all of you here at the BoochCast Nation. As you know, for many years now, I have been affiliated with a wrestling company called Universal Championship Wrestling. And the company is run by a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Gossett. I've known Ronnie for close to seven years now, and... And anyone who knows Ronnie like I do knows what a bright light he brings with him everywhere he goes. Sadly, his declining health has added to the intense depression that he's fought since losing his daughters in 2017. Ronnie, in addition to being a wrestling promoter, also uses his musical gifts to spread joy to everyone around him and invest in his community every time he has the opportunity. Ron's health has begun to severely affect his quality of life and his ability to function independently. After being hospitalized, he has been advised by doctors that he doesn't have the one to two years it would take to get his health under control. However, there is a solution. Ron can get through this physical trial and thrive if he is able to raise the funds for a life-saving surgery. There is so much hope for his life, there is so much joy left for Ronnie to spread, And there are so many more fun nights he gets to create. Fighting diabetes that is out of control, coupled with blood flow issues and coronary heart disease, has brought intense pain to Ronnie's life daily and made even the most simple tasks incredibly difficult. He is losing the ability to work and provide for himself. Ron has been involved in the professional wrestling industry as a wrestler and a promoter for over 20 years with events that entertain many. And also makes a living traveling throughout Georgia and South Carolina, facilitating karaoke and using his singing talent to entertain and inspire others. Ronnie will wear the mask of I'm okay" forever and is the last person to ask for help. Trust me, I know this from experience. I love Ronnie to death, but he is a stubborn bastard and he will never ask for help. He has needed friends to help him get to and from events in recent weeks, but struggles with shame, embarrassment, and believing that no one cares about him. His life matters, and it can be saved. Any amount helps. A surgery will save his life and give him the opportunity to live many more years blessing the lives of others, even reconnecting with his children in the future. And that is why I am encouraging everyone to go to the GoFundMe page that we have on our BoochCast Facebook page and donate whatever amount you can to help him raise the money he needs for this life-saving surgery. The goal is to raise $15,000. Now, as I mentioned before, every little bit helps. So you're not required, obviously, to donate thousands of dollars if you don't have that kind of money to throw around. But every little bit that you can give helps. And just to show how serious I am about this, I personally, Vinny Bucci, have donated $50 to the GoFundMe campaign. And I'm doing it for two reasons. One, because... I consider Ronnie a dear friend in addition to a co worker, and I desperately want him to get better. But the other reason is to show all of you, the Booch Cast Nation, that I always practice what I preach. And the one thing that I always preach to you guys is that I never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, ask any of you to donate money to any cause that I myself am not willing to donate to. So go to gofundme.com slash saving Ron's life. I will have links to this on the Boochcast Facebook and Twitter page for you guys to easily access and donate whatever amount you can. Every little bit helps no matter what it is. Don't feel like if you're donating a small amount, you're not contributing. You are helping us to reach this goal. Let's help Ronnie get back on his feet and get him the life-saving surgery he needs to thrive and provide and live a long and happy life. What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me once again here on the Cast, he is the NXT correspondent. Great friend of mine, great mind for wrestling. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back the one, the only, Mr. John Tumblin.
1: Vinny, Vinny, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for having me back. Vinny. It's NXT time.
0: Absolutely, and not only is it NXT time, it is the go home show before Takeover in your house, set to take place this Sunday on the Peacock. But we ain't watching it on the Peacock. We have a special treat to avoid all that shit. But if you're watching on Peacock, we do not judge. Do what you got to do to see your pay per view. And we kick things off with our first official match of the evening. We have Austin Theory versus Oni Lorkin.
1: This match, uh, actually like. When I first sat down to watch this match, I said, Oh man, like Austin Theory, I haven't seen him in a while. Only Lorkin, you know, because uh Danny Birch is hurt, I haven't seen him solo in a while. I didn't think they were gonna give these guys a ton of time. I, I thought it'd be a quick little TV match. I did too. and uh and and no, like it I mean, obviously it was a it was a TV match, duh, but I mean this was like they let these guys work for a for a good bit, and um it, it was it was just surprising and actually nice to see Austin Theory actually get some time in a match.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things that I loved most about this, and I mentioned this last week, was the fact that when Austin Theory and Oni Lorcan, like, last week kind of got, like, you know, into a shoving match, Austin Theory, like, It was, like, a whole different side to him. Like, he wasn't, like... He wasn't comedic in that. Like, they're actually letting Austin Theory be a badass. Like, you know, yeah, he's a funny guy, but he's also... He's a tough guy, too, and he can fight. And I like the fact that they showcased that in this match. That, you know, despite everything that Austin Theory has done, there was no comedy from him in this match. These two straight up had a fight, and it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, um... I mean, sadly, I didn't... (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I didn't agree with how it ended, but at the same time, it was one of those things where it didn't actually matter because of how it ended. But it would have been nice to see Austin Theory actually pick up a W here, but he doesn't uh, due to distraction.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah they just had to they had to put the focus on takeover and just they had a really good match but the good thing is um i don't know if they're gonna like add, they might i don't know if they're gonna add this to the card at the last minute or make it part of the pre-show but it opens the door for them to have a good feud uh in the future i think
1: oh yeah absolutely um you know especially with uh Lorkin picking up the win uh it, it would make a whole lot of sense for him to uh, eventually uh swing back around to see if he can take him out.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, after that, we cut to we have an in-ring segment with Legato Del Fantasma. Escobar complains about what Bronson Reed did to him last week. Reed interrupts and makes fun of Escobar, replaying the footage of him getting crushed over and over again. Escobar tells Reed to get in the ring. Reed obliges. MSK hits the ring to back Reed up. Escobar challenges him to a match where the North American and NXT tag titles are on the line. Escobar wants a winner-take-all match. Reed and MSK agree. Hit Rose music hits, and Swerve and company make their way to the ring. Hit Rose stares down Legardo, Reed, and MSK as they're walking down.
1: Vanny. Vanny. This, okay, this uh, got me really hyped about it, uh, about the match that we're now going to get to see it in your house. Um, I don't think we've had a winner-take-all match since when, uh, since 2 belt Becky? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while since, right, it's been a while since we had a a true, like, winner-take-all match. And this is so good for Legato Del Fantasma because, Vinny, you and I have been saying King Cuerno, okay, like, he's gonna do things in NXT. I don't think that they're ready, sadly, for MSK and Bronson Reed not to drop those belts. But if they did, that would be a great faction to have them go to.
0: I, will, I agree. And I think that the best part about it is, because as, as they're trying to make Bronson Reed look good, he doesn't have to be pinned to lose the title.
1: Oh, yeah. Honestly, I don't know why, but you are a thousand percent right there. He Yeah, he could let one of the random MSK dudes take get, a pin. He can get pinned. That way,
0: they lose the belts. Bronson still looks good because he didn't get pinned. He didn't tap out and it opens the door for a rematch down the road, where it could happen the next night on NXT, it could happen at the next TakeOver, because I think I know, because Elvis and I talked about this this week, that SummerSlam has now been moved to Saturday. I don't know if you heard about that. No, I have not seen that. Yeah, it's going to be on Saturday, and it's going to be in Las Vegas. Oh, wow.
1: So, well, I did see that it was going to be in Vegas, but I didn't see the date of
0: it. Yeah, it's uh, August 21st. It was originally supposed to be the 22nd, but for some reason, they changed the 21st, and they're now having it, they're now holding it in Vegas, and they're, they're supposed to announce when the tickets for that are going to go on sale, because by the that time WWE and everybody's gonna be back on the road um which we'll talk about we'll talk about that next time but anyway so, yeah, my thing is is that uh, I, I, so I don't know if they're going to have a – because usually around SummerSlam, there's usually another takeover. So I don't know if it's going to be on Sunday. I don't know if it's going to be on Friday or what. But if they do have another takeover, that could be where, Esca, where uh, Bronson Reed gets his rematch. And then Ooh, they fight again for the North American title. So that if they are going to put the belts on Legato Del Fantasma, somebody from MSK needs to eat the pin and make that happen that way you keep Bronson Reed strong but you make Escobar look good as the NXT North American champion especially helps if either if one of the other two members pins MSK because then it's like okay Bronson didn't lose the title but Escobar didn't technically win the title either Mm-hmm. So that means you open a story for another match, and if you can build it to the next takeover, if there is one, you got another blockbuster match right there because now you got you got one guy who didn't lose and one guy who technically ain't the real champion. So now you got you got a story and something to work with, and I think that yeah, that's it's like a it's like an honest
1: to god uh, unification.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it gives you something to work with, and that's something that NXT. It, it, I'm not saying they don't do this, but they need to do more of this, and that is have solid stories behind the feuds. I'm not saying that the stories they're already telling aren't good, because they are, but I feel like they need more of that, and I think that's a good story to work with. You know, they gotta they gotta really work on
1: that, and. That sounds like – honestly, Vinny, you, you should have been sitting in the cur- creative for that one. That was a good pinch, man.
0: I know. I, I, I keep we, – we say it all the time. I try, but they keep kicking me out. It's like, Jesus. I keep – I'm literally standing outside the door with, like, sheets of paper in my hand. I look like an intern. Like, hello? But anyway. Uh,
1: but uh, – but...
0: And the best part You're, is that just came right off the top of yeah. my head, by the way.
1: I know well, it, it was really good for being off the top of your head. I'm and, just saying, but, uh,
0: I, I did I did not rehearse that either. That literally just popped right off the top of my head. So I just had to throw that out there. But anyway, I'm sorry, you were saying?
1: No, no, no. I was going to say, but uh, we, we 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 move on to next. Uh, you still really like these guys. They haven't quite won me over, but uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott is supposed to uh, take on Killian Dane.
0: yes. But before we get to that, there's two other things that happen. We see a, a segment with LA Knight at a man in his mansion, making a case oh, yeah, for yeah. why Ted DiBiase should pick him as, uh, you know, his protege, why that he truly represents like the million dollar lifestyle. And I will say it was, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a detour from what he normally does,
1: but still gold, like still. Yeah, a big promo. I know what you mean. It's uh it wasn't normal LA Knight, but he still was LA Knight. And, uh, you know as as you and i just just give him a mic and it'll be gold yeah yes
0: i can he's one of the few people that like every week needs to have a microphone in his hand and but so still great segment love the the cars the girls it was it was typical rich heel 101 but it still worked and well he had the nicer car definitely had the nicer car and then we cut to the backstage area where Candice LeRae complains about Poppy being there tonight. And Indy Hartwell says she has to find Dexter Loomis because apparently he still loves her.
1: <laughs> My only complaint right now um, with this little thing is they're not progressing it a little faster yeah like either one week she's there and he isn't or vice versa so they either continually miss each other like i understand i understand how you know part of the chase to prolong the storyline but it's they're taking too long they
0: really are like i I, look i'm all for slow burn pushes but this one doesn't need to be a slow burn we're already there you got you got to capitalize on this thing because you're going it's getting to that point where it's too slow like they need to like take over. I would say this Sunday in your house needs to be the blow off of this whole damn thing. The whole damn thing. Indy, we need to have the Indy Hartwell Dexter Lumis relationship happen at TakeOver, whether it's, cause I can't remember um, are Candace and Indies defending the tag titles at all? I can't remember um, Like I, I gl- can't either cause I'm trying to think like you yeah, know, because they haven't built a few with anybody They haven't, or, or if they have, they haven't said anything or it hasn't been advertised to my knowledge but I'm checking right now uh, Raquel and uh no, they are not on the card. Okay, they are so they're nowhere to be found on this card. For, yeah,
1: so they get to keep it for one more cycle.
0: Yeah, because I would say, like, I would make this the match where they face whoever the number of contenders are, because I think are... Shot, I think... No, wait. Shotzi's on the shelf. So, wh- whoever would be next in line to get a shot at them if they had a tag title match and you wanted to build up a female... Like, like if Shotzi wasn't out of action and Ember Moon didn't have the one-on-one match with Raquel, I would put the two of them in that match or, or put another two group in that match, have Indy and Candice lose the tag belts. They blame it on Indy, kick her out of the group. Dexter Loomis comes in, makes a save, and boom, you got the love story. Or however they do it, but... Somehow it needs to capitalize. They can't. They can't do this another cycle. If if they go too long with this, fans are gonna stop caring if they haven't already. I personally am <laughs> yeah, still involved I'm, in it. I'm
1: I'm real close.
0: Yeah. Like I'm still. My heart still in is still in the story. But I can. But I know most fans are gonna drop off soon. And on that note, we will cut to that match. To, to the next match of the evening that John mentioned. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott with Hit Row versus Killian Dane with Drake Maverick.
1: Yeah. Uh... I forgot that these guys were feuding. Um when I was like why why does Ice Source got care about Killian Dane? Um but so so Vinnie n- n- now that we're a couple of weeks into this are you still on board with uh, swerve and his little his little faction he's got here? Completely.
0: Uh they I'm I like I said the, the this group feels like a group. Like e- like when each of them talk it like the flow is great. It doesn't feel like it's one person waiting for another person waiting for another person. It's like it's like it's like I'm listening to one person cut a promo, but it's coming from four different voices. Like that's what I love about it. Like like the styles they have, the flow they have, everybody's great. The chemistry is amazing. What I want to see is I want to see the girl start wrestling. I've seen I know what Isaiah can do. I know what the other two guys can do because they're a tag team. I want to see the girl in the ring. And the fact that I'm referring to her as the girl in the ring tells you how much time she's gotten on TV. The fact yeah, that the fact that I can't a, remember her name is bad.
1: Bianca Belair.
0: Yes. The fact that I cannot remember her name is a bad sign. And that's not a knock on her, that's a knock on the people writing the show. I need to see this girl in the ring. It, in some capacity. This girl needs to wrestle. I need to know because the NXT fans are going to want to know. Can she work? Cuz Like, this is the type of person we need to know. Is this a person you can push to an NXT women's title? Or is she going to be a valet for the other three guys? And whichever role she gets... I'm fine either way. There's nothing wrong with being a valet in the business. There's some of the best, hell, Miss Elizabeth, one of the best in the world. A uh, woman was one of the best uh, valets in the world. Like it's a, you know, it's it's a good role to have, you know? It's like the version the female version of a manager. It works.
1: But I need but it, I mean but, uh, NXT doesn't shy away from it. I mean Zelina Vega and uh, Andrade.
0: Yeah, that was them for a period of time. So it it works. So I I just need to know I need to see more of her. Because she's the only person that I feel like isn't getting a lot of spotlight right now. I've already seen what the guy. I've already seen what the three guys can do. And Isaiah, I love his new style that he's working here. I love
1: it. Yeah, his uh, his his less spot. Yeah. but still, still he shows his his acrobatics. Like it's it's definitely an evolved form. Yes. It's it's so evolved
0: and very well done match. So Scott hits his finisher on Dane, gets the win. Then we go to another taped segment. This time, Cameron Grimes is making his case to Ted DiBiase, and it's everything you expect Cameron Grimes to do. I think that was every that that that's that's vintage Cameron Grimes.
1: It is, and I I don't know why, but. For some reason, I just wanted them to get this Ted DiBiase thing, and I I might, I might be, I might be the minority here. I just wanted them to get this done. Like I knew he was gonna introduce the freaking. We'll talk about it when the segment happens. I'm sorry, but like you knew what was gonna happen. Oh, I knew.
0: I knew. I totally knew. Called it. I believe I believe, John, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe I called it on the show weeks you ago. That's gonna happen I called it weeks ago. And uh so then we cut to Mercedes Martinez, who's about to make her entrance. Zyalee attacks her from behind. Martinez fights Zyalee off, then yells to ring the bell. And then if we want to call it that, uh Mercedes has a match with I don't think we got her name. Amari Miller. Amari Miller. Whoa, okay. Amari Miller. So I guess if we can call it that.
1: You know we we cannot call that a match. Uh, uh poor Amari. Amari Miller got uh, got completely jobbed here. It was uh, it was over so quick. They're I think they're just. I mean obviously they're just trying to push the strength of Mercedes Martinez. Yeah,
0: well they have to because she's she's gonna be in the match with a Zaylia takeover. So they had to make her look good and. So you knew she wasn't losing the match. It's just that if they were gonna do the beatdown before the match, that's one of the rare moments where the person should lose. Cause then, it, especially if uh, if Mercedes is going over at take at, at, at in your house, then I think she should have lost this match. Cause then you could blame it on the beatdown from Zylee. It motivates Mercedes to want to get revenge and then she beats Zilee. But if Zylee is going over at, at in your house, then this makes perfect sense. So I need to see the finish of the takeover match before I can decide whether or not this was a smart move. But definitely um made a statement. And then
1: well, we co- I just think I think you're right about Xia Li, because Xia Li, like, she has to win for us to start to give a shit. She has to.
0: At this point, yeah. And, um, and then, of course, backstage, we see Triple H and Regal with Poppy. Poppy has a button, and when she presses it, her new album will release. Uh, Dexter Loomis walks in and hands Poppy a drawing. Poppy gives Loomis a big hug. Indy Hartwell walks in and sees it, and then it's walking away sad, and Triple H notes that this was awkward.
1: This was kind of a cringy segment. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Uh, it why? was it was very nineties. Yes, and and I need to know why is Triple H pretending like he doesn't understand technology?
1: Because I don't know some people some people who don't pay attention to like what happens outside of NXT. Like, okay, my grandfather, for example, Vinny. I didn't get a chance to tell you this. My grandpa Bob, he loves wrestling. I've always known that about him. We were, we're at dinner when he was visiting from West Virginia, and he see, he, he looks at me and he said, Jack, you still watch wrestling? I said, yes, of course I watch wrestling. He, says, he said, well, the only good thing is NXT. And I was like, hell yes, that is right. <laughs> He's 100% right. Yes, he is. And uh, I, f- I forgot I didn't tell you that. But yeah, my grandfather, straight up, like, Vinny, I can I can tell you with 100% confidence, my grandfather knows I like wrestling, but I have never once told him I like NXT. And that's the one he picked out.
0: Damn. I know you said you had another, didn't you say you had another relative that watches NXT, like an, an aunt or something?
1: My my grandmother, she sometimes grandmother. does.
0: Oh, cool. That That is great. I love it and i said it before and I'll say it again NXT is the only show I watch from start to finish anymore other than pay-per-views like I've watched oh, yeah. I've watched a couple of AEWs here and there and I'll check out the highlights of Raw and SmackDown but like I said NXT is the only show I watch from start to finish because it's the only one where I see actual wrestling taking place like, that's what I'm loving the most about NXT is the fact that they are toning down the high spot, high spot, high spot thing. Like, Triple H is finally getting, is finally pulling the reins back on this shit. And I think that it's making the product ten times better. And I've noticed that. And wow. then Yeah, I love it. And I, but I love Triple H going, oh, so all you gotta do is press this button and your album goes out. And I'm like, really, dude? Seriously? You're gonna pretend like you don't know how this works. Like, look, I get it. You live in a WWE bubble, but you guys are so WWE in general is so immersed in social media. I have a hard time believing Triple H don't know this. Like, I it, can understand. It, it if was just tri- such a 90s.
1: It was just such a 90s camping promo.
0: It was, and then and then they had to do the, the they had to do the, the the 90s sitcom thing where where the girl gives the guy a hug and the other girl walks in and thinks, oh, they're in love. Like, really, really?
1: It was uh, it was full. It was an episode of Full House right there. Exactly.
0: I'm like, dude, dude, I have to look at this and go, there's no way in real life. Women actually fall for this shit. I can't I, I need I have a hard time believing that. That they're they are 1st of all, I've never seen a situation where a girl sees that and runs away. I'm thinking one of at least they're confronting your ass in that moment. At the very least. If anything, worst case scenario, there's gonna be a confrontation. What the hell is this? And then the guy's gonna be like, Look, I didn't do shit. I didn't know what's going on here, and they either believe it or they don't, and that's another story for another day. But the whole I see him not walk away. But Dexter Loomis Again, the one guy not speaking, yet he has the best moments. Like, the look, the fact that he has, like, one eye looking right at the camera and just the other eye, you can't even see it. I I love Dexter's reaction. He's just like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) I love that Triple H is allowing this to happen in front of him. So he must very much approve of Dexter Loomis.
0: Yeah, I mean, his gimmick is amazing. Like, this is a guy who doesn't speak. Doesn't have a manager, but gets over, but is over and makes every segment work without speaking. That is a skill that very few people have. The fact that he doesn't speak and his segments are gold. Well,
1: sometimes Vinny, as we very much know, when they open their mouth, the segments no longer good. So
0: exactly. And <laughs> and speaking of gold, we now have the million dollar uh, confrontation segment. Uh, Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight keep trying to one-up each other on the way to the ring. D.B. says it's time for Grimes and Knight. Both will get a chance to literally climb the ladder to success. And a golden ladder is lowered into the ring. That I was not expecting. Me neither. Knight says he is the one who can carry the million-dollar legacy. Grimes says when he is in front of these people, he can't be stopped. Grimes says you can take his money, but he's taking the million-dollar legacy to the moon. Grimes asks what they're going to to be reaching for. A security guard brings a case in the ring. DiBiase opens it to reveal the million-dollar championship. So the winner of the ladder match this Sunday will become the new million-dollar
1: champion. So one you absolutely called this weeks ago. Yep. But can we first talk about these two promos that these men cut in this ring? Holy shit, these promos.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, these are these are hands down two of the best talkers in NXT. Hands down. Like you rare rarely in NXT do I see somebody where both of them talk and both of them do well. Usually it's one good promo and another one that's generic. I can use a lot of words to describe both these men. Generic is not one of them. This was a fantastic segment with a legend who I think should at least be at ringside to present this title to the winner and um and then whatever happens after that happens. I I would say make DiBiase their manager, but both of them talk so good I don't think they need one
1: so no they don't they don't need a both of them don't need a mouthpiece
0: yeah so this is good but i I like the ladder match concept again i I didn't see that coming but i think it's gonna make that all the more exciting because pretty much every other match on this card is a normal style match except this isn't the fatal five way so i think the ladder match makes it interesting and it allows you to keep the attention of the NXT audience. And since both these guys are not high spot artists, although Cameron Grimes can do a few if he wants to, I'm going to like this ladder match a lot better. Because I feel like I'm not going to have to worry about these guys trying to um, overdo it with the ladders. I feel like these guys are going to have a ladder match that... And I'm not trying to put these guys in the same category as these wrestlers. I'm just talking about... in As far as the ladder match style, it might be a Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon type thing where they're having a match... And the ladder's just there. And we and, and not since Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon have I seen a ladder match like that. Almost every ladder match we've seen has like seven or eight guys in it. There's, set, there's like 12 ladders all over the place. Ladders are being broken in half. People are getting slammed between them. I feel like this is going to be a match where the ladder is going to be used for its sole purpose. Yeah, they might bash each other a couple times with it. But I don't see this becoming a spot fest where two guys can potentially be paralyzed. And I like that.
1: Yeah, I I see where you're coming from, but what you just described with how ladder matches are anymore is what NXT does. Um, and some, and I I know that isn't. An- always what you want but nxt does you know the, the the spotty stuff now i don't remember the last time it was a one-on-one ladder match with nxt you know normally like you said it's five guys six guys or they make it a triple threat so i don't know it might turn into one of those kind of matches yeah
0: wait wasn't the match with uh santos and that devlin guy didn't they have a lot of match Did? oh man. i think the last takeover i believe was I think it's, I think it was stand and deliver. They I'm double checking here. I think I think that was a ladder match. Uh, single match, single match, uh, tag team. Yeah, it was. Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin had a ladder match.
1: Okay, yeah. I uh, I forgot that.
0: Yeah, I had to remember for a second, too. Because, yeah, it, it, you're, most of you are thinking, wow, has it been that long already? Apparently it has. So, um, yeah, even we need refresher courses from time to time. But anyway, um, still looking forward to that match. Uh, can't wait to see what happens. And then we cut to the backstage area. We have Karrion Cross and Kyle Riley being separated by referees and officials. Regal storms in and says he'll have none of this. It's like, dude, you can say that Shut all you up, want.
1: Regal.
0: Yeah. I, you can say it say all you want. It's gonna happen. It's like I will not stand for this. And it's what are you gonna do? Back there, Exactly. It's like it's like stop fighting with each other or fucking what? Like you're not gonna, dude. Come on, Regal. Unless what are you gonna do? Give us a match? <laughs> we already have one. <laughs> oh god.
1: That was that's good. A, that was good. That's that was one good. thing. I mean, that's just one thing I don't understand. Like, for all these wrestlers, like, if it's in their storyline to complain, like, you know, no one no one cares about me or no one looks at me, then, like, you know, if we actually followed, like, kayfabe, all you have to do is just attack somebody every single week. You'll get plenty of matches. Plenty exactly. of TV time.
0: Exactly. Oh. And on that note we cut to the next match of the evening we have uh the grizzled young veterans versus austin gray and eichmann giro and i guess this falls in a category of if we can call it that because i have no idea who the other two guys are
1: uh they are 205 live guys oh that's still a thing it is, it is still a thing um it's just on the peacock now all um, right but yeah but no uh these guys uh these guys are sort of uh getting getting a lot of TV time on 205 live so they sent them to NXt and uh no this was actually this is actually a pretty good little match like they got some actual offense in you know no no near Falls or anything like that but the guys actually got to work and I thought it showed just a really good good tag team
0: match oh yeah yep, yeah, it definitely was and then of course Tommaso Champa and Timothy Thatcher were down there at ringside to watch the match uh and the grizzle young veterans get the win they hit ticket to mayhem on gray and then Gibson says they only care about the tag titles they are done with Ciampa and Thatcher Ciampa says they won't get the tag titles without going through them Gibson challenges them to a tornado match next week chompa accepts and says they don't have to wait till next week and the grizzled young veterans uh run run away as they hit the ring so they, and they retreat to the back
1: god, timothy thatcher is an idiot <laughs> he's, he's an honest to god idiot oh my god we don't have to wait till next week uh you literally just got exactly what you asked for you you, you literally just told them if you want a shot at the titles you got to come through us so they went ahead and made that happen. So why are you still pissed off for Timothy Thatcher? Like, he's just stupid, man. Hey, I know. It, it's almost
0: like, it's like, it's like, it's like, you ever watch it? It's like you're watching a movie where this badass guy, like sometimes, like usually it's the villain, even though is not the villain in the scenario, but I don't think, but he, when it says something badass and he has that one flunky behind him that has to have the last word and says something stupid and the guy just looks at him and goes, shut up. That, that's what I feel like here. Like Tomas is like badass, and Timothy Thatcher's, like Timothy's looking at him like shut, sh- shut up. Just Tomas is yeah, like shut and up. and
1: like, 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 like to make it worse, like Timothy Thatcher is in amazing shape, but he looks like he looks like a blob next to freaking old man Champa. Yeah, Champa, Champa looks ripped. I mean, like in such good shape, and that they, they 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 shove him with Timothy Thatcher. I don't get yeah. it, man.
0: I don't either. And the thing that's bothering me the most is the fact that they made this match for next week. I'm sorry, do we not have a pay-per-view on Sunday? Why Why are we scheduling for next week? It, it, you have a pay-per-view. There's only five matches on this card. You need at least three to right. make it. You need at least eight. A, a standard wrestling card has eight matches. At least.
1: This not in the nxt man. NXT, I guess not.
0: Five. Yeah, I, I I assume they're gonna make these matches long as shit to fill the time. I, I know the latter match is gonna pad the runtime a lot and the failed five way too. But I'm like, dude, like you. Okay, next week, all right. I mean, I mean, look, I'm gonna watch the match either way. I just find it weird that they they get something big like this and schedule it for next week when you have a pay per view on Sunday. I I, I don't know. I maybe I'm in the minority here, but that's just
1: weird. I'm like you. No, you know? I thought this was a good Monday match.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'll be good. Personally. So, yeah, but it'll be on TV next week, so we'll see it. And I love the fact it's going to be Tornado, because that just means they're going to have a free-for-all. And then we cut to the end. It's going to be chaos, yeah. Yeah, so then Candice LeRae is in the ring now. She says she's tired of hearing about Poppy. Everything is all about Poppy. Poppy even stole Hartwell's man. Oh, boy. LeRae says Poppy has two options. Poppy can face her in the ring, or LeRae can give her a proper introduction to the NXT parking lot. Poppy walks out on the stage and says she doesn't wrestle, but she knows someone who does. Eo Shirai's music hits. Shirai and Poppy walk to the ring. Shirai hits the ring and destroys Leray. Shirai lands a springboard jockey that sends her flying out to of the ring.
1: This, uh, I, I mean, I don't understand why Candace Leray cares about Poppy. Poppy only shows up, like, twice twice a year. Yeah,
0: did something happen it, it, to the it, two of them? It, it was a stretch,
1: man. Yeah, I, I don't mean- know. I don't remember either, but it's like are they trying to do
0: what they did with Bad Bunny? I feel like what they're trying to do here, like I, like they're gonna put like would they put them in a tag match against Candice and Indy Hartwell? Cause I can tell you right now, oh, no, I don't, I don't
1: think so.
0: Cause I will say this, it'd be a hell of a way to break up that team to have them not only lose it. you lose the title to returning Io Shirai and you also lose it to freaking Poppy. Like that would that would be grounds to break to kick Indy Hartwell out and and start things if they really wanted to because it also helps because granted Poppy's not a you know a legit wrestler but it's the women's tag team titles. Like Eo wow. Shirai, I mean you just you just
1: demeaned the shit out
0: of that title, man. <laughs> I'm just saying it's you have Eo Shirai who can, who's like a badass. So it's not like it's gonna hurt it that much. And also, if Poppy's as big of a star, because I'll be honest, I don't know much about her. I'm not hating on her music. I've heard her on NXT. She's fantastic. So this is not me knocking her music. Unlike Bad Bunny. Poppy actually puts out good music, but I will say if you want to get some attention on those women's tag team titles, this would be a way to do it, and it really would
1: at least just to get eyes on the match.
0: Yeah, and the best part is if Io Shirai is the one giving the uh, you know getting the pinfalls all the time while they're champs, it doesn't demean the belts, you know, because they're still a tag team, because because Io Shirai can do all the wrestling and Poppy can fit herself in where it makes sense. Like, as far as fighting goes. Because there are ways for a non-wrestler to work in a match to where something's believable. Like, yeah, she probably can't do a hip toss or a moonsault. But Poppy can still punch somebody in the face. And if she's oh, got yeah. a hard and if she's got a hard enough punch, you're gonna go down if she hits you hard enough. So it's there's still things she can do in a match that are believable. The only catch is if they hit her hard enough, she's out. That's the only catch.
1: So yeah, she's tiny. Yeah.
0: So there are ways that would make that believable if they wanted to go that route, which I don't think they're gonna do, but I'm just saying I think it'd be a great story. But on that note we move on to the next match of the evening. The, the prequel before the title match Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai with Raquel Gonzalez
1: as soon as this match started I was like I don't even know why we're having this match because you know this is not going to end like and have an actual ending um but but regardless, uh, uh, part of me definitely thinks um, Raquel Gonzalez is retaining because Vinnie. Uh, it sure looked like to me like Ember Moon was a freaking superstar in this match. Uh, she looked amazing, which oh, yeah. just means to me Raquel Gonzalez is going to retain.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely see her retaining. I don't. I think she's too dominant of a champion right now to drop the belt anytime soon. But I think the match with Ember is going to be phenomenal. And, you know, just just especially with the Eclipse that she hit, clearly she still got it because, to my knowledge, I can't remember... Has she hit the Eclipse since coming back? Because I have Once or twice. Yeah, because you don't see it often. So the fact that she's like, you know, the fact that she hit it on the go-home show was a good indicator. And I think Raquel sold it very well. So... It's a very, it was a very well done match um, because Dakota Kai is great in the ring, so this helped. It was a good, it was a good match to set up the women's title, and the finish might not have been great, but the fact that it, this is the go home, it was necessary.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Yeah, like if this match was happening three weeks ago with that finish, I'd be pissed. But this is the go home. We're setting up a title match. I'm surprised this match lasted as long as it did.
1: Yes, that I agree with as well.
0: Yeah. I would have been like, I if it was me, I'd have kept this match as short as possible so to avoid Ember Moon being injured. So like if you're gonna have long, dragged out matches on the car on on a go home show, let it be with people that aren't on the pay per view. So if God forbid they get hurt, it don't hurt the it don't hurt the money making show.
1: So but that, yeah. That's they, they they gave them time. Yeah, they did.
0: And but thankfully it was a good match, and thankfully uh nobody was hurt. Um, and then, of course, after the match, Gonzalez tries to help Kai up. Moon and Gonzalez brawl. Gonzalez tries her patented one-arm powerbomb. Moon reverses it into an ace crusher and then drops Gonzalez with the eclipse. Then we cut to the backstage where Karrion Cross says his opponents don't have to wait for Sunday for him to flatline each of them. He'll be waiting for them in the ring. Tick-tock. Uh,
1: here we go. I guess the main event of the evening.
0: Yep carrying cross and scarlet regal hits the ring and says this isn't happening cross doesn't run nxt cross says regal doesn't run anything regal lost control a long time ago cross isn't moving until o'reilly cole gargano and dunn come to the ring and get destroyed o'reilly interrupts gargano walks out and tells cross he should go choke out o'reilly dunn walks out and says he's tired of all the talk and that after sunday he he won't just be the baddest man in nxt he'll be the nxt champion cole appears on the tron and says cross is scared to face him one-on-one cole isn't there because he doesn't have to be o'reilly slaps cross cross attacks o'reilly a huge brawl breaks out cross suplexes everyone including the security Cross poses with the title. Cole appears behind Cross and super kicks him in the back of the head. Cross drops to his knee. Cole super kicks him again. Cole hits the last shot, picks the title, and poses
1: with it. Oh, I wish he hadn't touched the title, did he? <laughs> Why did he have to touch it? Because he's Adam Cole. But all he had to do was not touch it. He could have done all that and just kept away. Well, ugh. It's lame. Uh, the only reason I would want Adam Cole to win is so he could take over days uh, to get past Finn Balor uh, for being NXT champion. I believe Adam Cole should hang on to that, uh, hang on to that uh, feat, not Finn Balor. Yeah. um but anyway uh otherwise i'm honestly not sure how this is gonna go on sunday i don't either i mean
0: it's it depends on what they want to do i mean one of the things i always ask when someone's a champion and they got a challenger a bunch of challengers is that you know if 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 not this person then who else and i'm looking at the nxt roster and i'm trying to think who else could take the title from karrion Cross. Now, my honest opinion, I would go with LA Knight. I would build him up to be the guy to take it off of Karrion Cross. If not him, maybe Bronson Reed. Like, if he ends up deciding not to go for a rematch with Escobar, maybe that upgrades into the NXT title. I don't know. But there, there are some people still left in the tank if he's able to go through all these people, but... Now, Kyle O'Reilly, he's been impressive. I, I don't like the fact that he dresses like Orange Cassidy sometimes, but at least he's not putting his hands in his pockets. So, but I, I, there's a part of me that would be okay with Kyle O'Reilly being NXT champion, provided that he pins somebody else to do it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. If Karrion Cross is going to lose this title, none of these guys, except, well, I'll we get to the back, maybe Pete Dunne and possibly Adam Cole, but I, in general, none of these guys should be pinning or tapping out Karrion Cross. They need to pin each other to do it. That, that's yeah, the first I, thing I'm saying. I agree
1: with that, Vinny. If
0: Cross loses the title, he is not involved in the decision.
1: Um Adam I mean, Cole, Vinny, Vinny yeah. gut check. Gut check. You have to answer. Who's winning that match? Ooh. Who's winning? Come I'm on. Go. Come on. Hit me with it. It's a gut check, Vinny. Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne? With that? Okay. Uh, if if my, my bat's against my the wall and i got to make a choice,
0: carrying, I think Pete Dunne's going to take
1: mean, it. I mean, my gut check on that is uh, carrying Cross is retaining. All right,
0: that's a big possibility, but I'm saying I think Pete Dunne, I think that he's been on an impressive streak, and I think that he's he could take it. I, I, I also see Johnny Gargano, but that's only if he's really going to take—unless you're really going to make The Way a focal point of this show— then I would give the belt to Gargano and then work Austin Theory into the North American title somehow. But if you're not going to do that, then he doesn't need to be champ. So that's what I would do there. I would give, but I think Pete Dunne has the best chance of winning. Cause they, w- I, I, I don't know why they would book a fatal five-way if they didn't want to somehow take the belt off Karrion Cross without him having to be pinned or submitted. So I always, anytime I see a triple threat match or a fatal four-way or a fatal five-way or a six-pack challenge, I immediately assume they're trying to take the belt off the champion.
1: But it's, I mean. Most of the time, I think you'd be right, and it's a good assumption because it's the best way to protect the champion. Yeah, so if,
0: if, if Kerry Cross is going to lose that title, I think Pete Dunn's going to be the one to take it. I think he's the guy. I think, I think he's ready. I think he's ready. I think he's got the right gimmick well, I, and the right attitude. I never
1: would have assumed you would have said that, Vinny, but you know what? I love the call.
0: All right, and... That, ladies and gentlemen, concludes the uh, the go home episode of NXT. And John, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your uh, busy schedule to join me on the show. And we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but we'll save it for another episode. I know that we had some uh, we had some hectic scheduling amongst us this week, but I'm glad we were able to get this in. And uh, I hope I hope to be uh, hanging out with you Sunday for a uh, takeover in your house.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta figure that out, but uh, but yeah, uh, I'm glad uh, we're in the house. Uh, boxes everywhere, but uh, it's actually actually has been a good feeling. But uh, as always, Vinny, you're very welcome. It's a You know, uh, in your house, in my house, it's a, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Absolutely.
0: And, uh, of course, uh, make sure you guys are following The Booch Cast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Pick your favorite hosting site. Follow us there. Or, if you want to be a real true fan, follow us on all four and show your support. Also, make sure you guys like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Booch We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content to provide Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos, especially some photos from Elvis' vacation in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We got some up there for you guys to check out. Also, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, We have got great YouTube content coming, especially new episodes of the Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, We just recently filmed uh, the episode of our review of In the Shadow of Grizzly Smith. We filmed that uh, this past Monday. Um, I know we still got the Brian Pillman videos to work on. We got the uh, Ultimate Warrior gonna be coming to you guys. I still haven't seen the Dynamite Kid yet, but I'm gonna get into that. And, of course, John and I got to find some time to team up with Gator for Collision in Korea. So, we definitely got to find time for that. But, most definitely, we're going to be getting those out to you guys very soon. Like I said, we got to find time to make the videos. So, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll know when those episodes drop. And, in the meantime, check out the ones we got up there now. And, of course... Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. As I mentioned before, our next one will be Saturday, August 21st. For WWE SummerSlam so make sure you guys are following us so you're ready when we go there also we got the big D&D show that is coming soon and um, with John getting settled into the house no doubt um, we'll be able to eventually set a date and get things working um, so I'm very excited for that and of course I'm even more excited for the big surprise that I want to share For that D&D show. Can't share it right now. But when I can. It's going to blow your guys minds. But. If you want to get an idea. Of how it's going to work. On the YouTube channel. We have a one shot. That Elvis Desmond and I did. It'll give you kind of a vibe. Of what you can expect. um, For the show. So make sure you guys are following us on Twitch. For that. For the D&D show. Watch parties. And other content coming. And of course. You can now support the show. We got a new uh, method. That we have here now. And I'm going to be showing this off. I've been loving it ever since. But. You can now be a supporter of the show through Anchor. We got a new thing going on. You can go to anchor.fm slash the slash support uh to show your support for the show. There are three options available. Now, as far as special rewards for the for those tiers, we're still trying to figure them out. But if you become a supporter now. Whatever section you're on, once we get re- once we figure out what the rewards are, we will send them to you. So don't feel like you have to wait till we get the rewards out to support the show. You can still support the show and get your specific reward later. So I just want to let everybody know that. Now the three options available are: you can be a supporter of the show for either 99 cents a month. That's one option. Option number two is 4.99 a month, which is basically the same thing as a Peacock subscription. So. You got that right there, and of course, the final option is nine ninety nine. So for those of you that subscribe to the WB Network in the states, since you got no place to put that, I highly recommend bringing it over here, because I guarantee you the content we have here gonna be better than what you see on the network anyway. So make sure you guys go to anchor.fm slash The Boochcast slash Support to show your support for the show. Take care, it helps us uh, take care of the show, take care of the guys who work hard behind the scenes. So. Make sure you guys uh, contribute what you can to make that happen. And you have the option of using a credit card or GPay. So pick the one you want. Be a supporter of the show. We greatly appreciate it. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, Getcha
1: pizza baby! Pizza baby! Well I see by the clock on a wall That it's time to bid you One and all Goodbye Goodbye So long So long Farewell Farewell Adieu Adieu Be good
0: Stay well Bye bye Keep warm Relax Eddie. Take care Stay loose Adieu Volvia A la prochaine. Goodbye Till when we meet again